0: Hey everybody, welcome to the USL show brought to you by uh, the Beautiful Game Network podcast at the BGNFM on Twitter, also BGN.FM for the website. Also brought to you by Roughneck Scarves, your home for men's and women's national team, USL, MLS scarves, as well as personal scarves for uh, your local club, charity, fundraiser, things personally, just check them out, roughneckscarves.com. I'm your host, M Vallala, joined uh, as always by Phil Grimms.
1: Hey, I think this uh, episode's going to be food truck good.
0: Maybe, maybe. We'll find out. Uh also joining me it uh, is uh, is Big Kev Kevin McCamish. Hello. Yeah, you're right? Yep. Good. Uh it is everyone's favorite pony. Pony. Hey, how are you guys doing? <laughs> I don't I don't know, whatever. I don't know. You don't have like a like a like a pony name in the no I do not not a not a public one at least we'll we'll keep that or all private our or a private one fair <laughs> fair enough things that Evan wants versus things that Evan gets and by that <laughs> I mean me uh, and uh, and also joining us are no longer international international correspondent right now hello hey guys um what a week what a week we've had what a week we've had. what a day we've had. Uh. Uh, just getting into it. Cause I don't know how to, to talk about this. Actually, no, I'll preface it with this. Um, we, we get a lot of, not a lot of negative criticism in general, but I think when we do get kind of negativity or, or people, um, even constructively criticizing us, it's that we're very much glad handing the league in some ways. And, and I think some of that is, is warranted. Um, but I'd like to start off by saying, that um, I don't want to make this into a, oh, well, you know, we know a lot of people in USL and, and we think they're all fine upstanding individuals and, oh, we never thought this would happen in our league and, and all of that nonsense. So, uh, news breaking out of Salt Lake City today. I can. Um, about six hours ago with an update about 8 p.m. Eastern, um, head coach of the Real Monarchs SLC, Mark Briggs, has been suspended um, after being charged with multiple misdemeanor counts of domestic violence and um, uh, some form of a contract from from somebody uh, trying to pay off or, or you know, basically a, a hush order for his uh, his... I'm assuming Um, ex-girlfriend. Good on Real Salt Lake or or the Monarchs. I mean, I'm I'm assuming Real Salt Lake did it, but good on them for suspending Mark Briggs because I don't think we'd be having a very polite conversation if they didn't take any action today, um, especially with their team playing. Um, And, you know, it's one of those things where... It sounds like a, like not a great relationship, and I hope that both parties are, are you know, find the help that they need. Uh, but at the same time, I think this is, you know, a, a very terrible thing for someone to do, especially with a child involved. Um, and I know, you know, we're waiting on they go to trial. I think June twelfth. So it'll be, you know, interesting to see what happens out of that. And I I very much am, am a fan of the legal system we have in that, you know, everybody gets to plead their case and then we go from there. Um, but that that hush order really didn't sit right with me. And that's something that I think is the actions of someone that did what they're accused of. Um, so if that comes out and and you know, it is revealed that he did all of these terrible things that he's he's accused of. I don't think this man should work a single day in United States soccer or any soccer federation ever again. Um, but that's just me. I suppose opening up the floor to anybody, if you have any other thoughts besides this is terrible, this guy should not be around a soccer team anymore, feel free.
1: Just to give some details, he's facing sure. uh, multiple charges of domestic assault and attempting to tamper with a witness or the official uh mm-hmm. charges um and their four misdemeanor charges, which is surprising to me because I figured any kind of domestic assault um would involve some kind of felony. Um so that's mm-hmm. a little surprising to me, but I don't know our legal system in and out, obviously. So uh just a couple more details for us there. But yeah, I think the thing that stuck out to me was the uh the cover up, you know. Um yep. and then, you know, we didn't know what what real was going to do and they did suspend him and i think the lawyers were going to say that the cover-up didn't happen and then they kind of admitted the cover-up so um yeah that was interesting yeah so those are the the extra details and those are the things that bothered me most um how about everybody else
2: well who's who's paying the who's paying for the cover-up the team or the coach Was the team
1: covering it up? I think Ryan I mentioned think so. that, but I don't know if that is something I
3: read. I, well, I think that was supposed to, but from what I saw, it may have been that the team was covering up, which makes it a bit more interesting with MLS operating as a single entity because it could be direct MLS or, or
0: something. Uh, from the team. Direct quote off the article Fourth charge. So his one of his four charges appears to stem from an alleged agreement Briggs had with Real Salt Lake. Oh, my. Uh, the coach worse. was given 60000 from an RSL representative to give Hankins to relocate Oh, her, no. Herself and her children. Oh, no. Outside of Utah. So, again, we don't know. We won't know until, you know, it comes out on, on the 12th or whenever that hits public record, whichever, you know, if it hits public record. I'm sure that's something they're working on. Um, but that is a... Um, I don't want to curse a, a cluster mess.
3: <laughs>
0: if that is true, um, and that would be something where I'd be very interested to see what happens to RSL as an organization at that point, mm-hmm. because uh, if that's true, if they did offer to to pay a you know uh, a fee or whatever a settlement, I guess if you want to call it that, that's horrific and awful. Um and honestly does a lot to undermine the very serious charges against their still current employee, I suppose.
1: indeed, I imagine that lawyer's looking to settle right away and as soon as possible
0: or or at least to try to get everything off
1: polar. Exactly. this is ugly and mm-hmm. and we know if if that last that fourth misdemeanor is real, then USL is involved at that point, right? Or no. I don't US think US Soccer they are. is involved at that point. No, well, MLS is for sure,
0: right? Well, I mean, what is US Soccer but the governing body of United States Soccer?
1: Oh, yeah. see. I don't know you the know? separation there.
0: I would I what I would what I would like to see happen is I think I think USL should suspend him as a league just because not that I think he's going to find employment anywhere else or anything in this time period and he's not out of contract but you know and then obviously if any of this does come true i think this has ramifications on u.s soccer and that the u.s soccer who was in the midst of a bit of a change right now but regardless should come in and and really drop the hammer
4: right and the usl actually released a statement pretty recently too looking about says for them it's saying the league is in direct communication with the club leadership to understand the full details and discuss the best course of action so the USL hasn't actually done anything themselves yet. Well, the Monarchs have suspended them, but the league is definitely looking to get ahead of the train on this one.
1: Yes. Mm. Would, would you find the team? Is that too counterproductive for the league <sighs> itself? Because, you know, so you, internally... I don't think I you want, do anything yet. Yeah. Well, no, obviously they want to get the full details. and, and Sure, maybe you but don't I, do... I
0: think, you know, what will happen is is if when they find things out before the 12th, which... Probably a pretty good idea of that because you know, I I wouldn't be surprised if MLS is is snooping around a little bit as well. Um, but I I think they'll hold everything until the the court date because no Mm -hmm. one gains anything from releasing that news early.
1: Well, and innocent till proven guilty, as you said in our DMs there, Evan. So, um, yeah, I mean, don't do anything till then, but let's say he's guilty. I mean, I imagine internally I want some kind of repercussion for him sure. and, and the team for joining in that. Um, but do right, you want right. to cripple one of your own clubs at the same time? I don't know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, who knows? And, and again, it didn't say it was RSL's money. It said it was a team representative that offered $60,000.
1: True. So it's kind of like, it's like a stormy stormy McDaniel's or what's her name <laughs> stormy, stormy, stormy Daniels Stormy yeah. Daniels Mc, yeah. McDaniel's she works at McDonald's now she's, she's not, not Irish, <laughs> Irish.
3: Cross Although Irish. I mean that makes it curious. I mean, how many any RSO representatives could have sixty thousand up?
0: That's fair. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: And if nothing else, you have to at least give a little bit of credit to the Monarchs for actually getting acting quickly on this one. Because this news dropped about six hours before the Monarchs game today. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about saying if he act, if Briggs shows up to this game in any capacity, that's probably one of the worst moves the team could make. And yeah. they barely beat it out with a couple hours left. They came out with a statement saying he's suspended. And I was really, really happy that came out because. As bad as this conversation is, it would have been much, much yes. worse if we actually were on the sidelines right now.
1: There'd be fire coming out of your headphones right now. We'd be pissed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh,
0: again, you know, I, I hope both people find whatever help they need. Uh, I I think it's especially terrible because there's a child involved. Not that it would be bad. You know, not that it, not that it wouldn't be... Um, bad on its own, but I mean, especially to put someone who's not, you know, an adult in the middle of that is, is terrifying. So, um, again, you know, it's, it's not about the character of the league. It's, it's not about the character of the guy. It's not about how good of a coach he was or is or or whatever. It's a terribly, terribly bad thing to do to somebody, to have happen, and I love our court system, but all of that nonsense about cover-ups and admitting that there was one attempted does not an innocent man make, in my opinion. Not saying that he's guilty, we'll find out, but um, yeah, very, very terrible thing to do some, to, to somebody in, in any capacity, really, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: I like what you alluded but, uh, to there for a minute in the beginning there, yeah. Evan, about, about you know, you don't think your league is going to be involved or have something like this happen, but, gosh, it's just friggin' humanity is is screwed up in some areas, and, and this was bound to happen at some point, Wait. you know. You hate to say it. You hate to see it. It's awful, but um, I don't know mm-hmm. if we should uh, necessarily go too far here. This is just humanity showing its ugly face at times.
0: hmm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, pivots. <laughs> Moving on today. From terrible news to good news? Question mark. Um, <laughs> from terrible news to at least better soccer related news. Cincinnati uh, today was announced as the 26th, possibly, club to play in MLS in 2019, 26, starting yeah. 26. They'll uh, they'll play Nipper for two years and then apparently have a soccer specific built in 2021. Um much love. As a Pony, as much as people think that you hate them. We all very much enjoy our friends at Cincy Soccer Talk. I think I'm a made man because I should get I should get some residuals off of this MLS money coming through. Um so I'll just reach out to Jeff Burning. But um <laughs> We, uh, yeah, guys, we did it. USL has finally made it. FC Cincinnati comes in. They now have one chance to win a playoff game. And we'll see. (laughs) Jokes. But yeah, seriously, congratulations to all those guys. You have busted your collective asses off for three years and none of us ever really thought that it would be as big as it it got. And now here we are announcing you and welcoming you, I suppose, into MLs. So congratulations
1: for real. I mean, it's it's well deserved, uh, yep. as much as we. Make fun of the FC, the attendance FC or whatever. We, yeah. it, they did it. They they set up in the right place at the right time, and and it was magical. It really was. The open cup thing was magical. Yep. Just everything that was going on in there, and and the ability to. By the level of players they've been able to get, you know, and, and raise the standard of the league, they were no. You mean sp- all of them? All of them. There's no small, no small part in uh, raising the level of the entire league, not just, not just them, because all these teams Fair have not. to compete with that. So, yep. Um, it's it's really good for us that we've had them as long as we have, and um, yes, we're very happy for Cincinnati without a doubt.
3: So, go ahead, Kevin.
2: Oh, I was gonna say. So, if they're starting uh, MLS play next season, yes. Then, what flavor of Cascadia type like coach do they go with? Do they stick with Alan Cock? Who, yes. Who you know, or do they? Uh, you know, Caleb Porter's from Ohio. He's uh, I hear he's available. Word is that's true. Is His non-compete coach. would probably be up by then, though. No, eh? I don't think there is. an I don't know if there's a non-compete because he, he just, he quit. He walked away. There it's not, like we're not we're, the cup, club, the club's not paying him. He, he just, he quit and left. So Fair enough. I,
0: I think they give Alan coach a, a, or Alan cock uh, a year, at least just as a I, I don't like not a Victor, but like a, you know, credit to the work he's done so far. Um, Cause I, I think he's,
2: he's a good coach. Well, um, yeah, I don't want to. But I don't want to imply he's a bad coach. I, no, 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 a legit, no. Just, just a question for everybody out there to think about: Do they stick with their current coach, or do they go, you know, find somebody else? And one potential option would be Caleb Porter, who has, you know, he lived in Ohio. He's from there. Mm-hmm. Coached Akron forever. Yep, that's a really
1: good shout for be,
2: sure.
3: I think what could be a bit more interesting was how many players did he carry over from usl up to mls for instance minnesota united when they went nasl they only took five players from that roster into mls i could definitely see cincinnati bringing a few more but it just talks about like how many players currently on the roster are mls ready as of right now
0: the other thing speaking of the loons because they had to do this those usl contracts are not good next year in mls they will have to restructure
1: mm-hmm.
0: everybody's contract, except for I'm assuming their coaching staff and their technical office and their front office.
1: That's a lot of guys. What What did someone say on Twitter? They said today uh, Cincinnati owns their team, and tomorrow they'll not own their team and be a level yeah, basically. up. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. a good way to say it. And yeah, you it's have all to about the investment
0: everything. for for Cincinnati. Well, and the and the quality of play. I'm assuming for Cincinnati, but yeah. But, no, that's a fair point. But
1: what, what player on that team is not going to say, okay, to hell with this USL contract. Let's I'll sign um, this MLS one.
0: But I don't know if they're going to have the same kind of money to throw at all those guys.
1: Well, no, it's going to be a lot more limited. It'll be interesting to see how much, how much those owners can, can handle. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's Cincinnati. This isn't New York. This isn't LA, you know, they're going to have to learn how to build like sporting Kansas city and Minnesota probably.
3: Yeah. Yeah. With the, Into being difficult for FC Cincinnati as well.
1: They also don't have an academy right now. That's what I keep saying about Nashville and Cincy. Why haven't they done that? But like Cincy
0: legit like now that they're gonna be MLS, they like legitimately need to have one. Yeah. So Well, they need to have one yesterday if
1: they're starting
2: next year. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, and that's the that's what people say is the problem with Minnesota is that they only got this one year to to hurry up and get ready for MLS and look at them. Whereas Atlanta had a little bit of time to kind of build. Um this is going to be difficult for them, and I think it's going to be ugly for
2: a little while. LISC also had time to build true, too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah.
3: It also benefited from them partnering with Orange County as they could start signing players and letting them down to OC.
2: Yeah.
0: He Atlanta, the same go. thing with Charleston, right?
3: Yeah, Atlanta. In fact, I think their first signing, I forgot who it was, a goalkeeper. They loaned out to Charleston immediately.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And and then, you know, are they going to start a two team in the near future? I don't know. I hope so. Because
4: they'll affiliate with Louisville.
1: (laughs) How weird would that
0: be? That would be be, so weird. That would be like an Orlando City vibe where it's like, yeah, sure, we'll play Tampa Bay, but it'll be our B team.
1: Uh, Oh, man. Anyway. Maybe Cleveland. Start a third tier in Cleveland. Maybe they could, they could easily yeah. do that. I think
0: probably. Um, yeah, and, and then Phil, you wanted to talk about the uh, the Tampa Bay Rowdies statement, and then our uh, our friend uh, Dan from Unused Substitutes talked about it a little bit, as well as uh, uh, Mike Pendleton and uh, Chad Hollingworth
1: and and Kyle Mankey.
0: Yeah, they all a, put a in... bunch of our friends and, and past uh, USL show alumnus.
1: Yeah, they they all kind of commented on uh, it. Was Dan started that thread after posting mm. this this statement, and it's all really really cool stuff. But um, the first part of the paragraph from um, Bill Edwards is congratulating them, and he he seems very sincere and very real about they're going to be awesome. They were great in the USL, and then he says as though,
0: as you can be in one of these statements, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: totally. It does feel a little <laughs> backhanded, a little like
0: boilerplate-y, but yeah. it's you know. He,
1: <laughs> He doesn't have anything to gain from being like, yeah, Cincinnati's terrible. We
0: right. Love that we beat them a bunch or whatever. Like,
1: But the second paragraph reads, uh, The Rowdies will continue to be a model sports franchise and elevate soccer in North America. We are extremely excited about the direction USL has been going since we joined the league in 2017 and are looking forward to the continued growth of the Tampa Bay Rowdies. So does that sound to anyone else like we don't want mls anymore and we're gonna build in usl um that's what dan yeah, kind of felt that's what yeah, i feel uh, like yeah. they're saying and,
0: but. and I, I think more than anything else i'll agree with mike um who said you know i like i'm totally okay with us staying in usl especially because st pete is kind of on the come up and like a thriving usl is only good for us soccer and i think that's more what bill edwards is kind of figuring out because right now the eastern conference is tapped out no hmm. i think this is it until the next wave and whoever that is miami or whatever um i can't
3: think of much other markets they haven't covered in the eastern conference right. that wouldn't already be you don't taken need by like 18 teams
0: in you don't need to be the nhl um But, yeah, no, I I think it's only a good thing for USL and it's only a good thing for American soccer that you're having, you know, a big, storied U.S. franchise stay in in Division II and really help grow that. And, boy, howdy, wouldn't it have been nice to have a couple other franchises, Cough Cosmos, Cough, do that as well.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean... I just like this, and I think I think this could be you know a line drawn in the sand with USL possibly. I mean, it probably isn't as as maybe uh, violent as, as a thing as I kind of thought it was today when I first read this, but mm-hmm. but it, it really could be a line drawn in the sand where Edwards and all these USL MLS hopefuls, ex MLS hopefuls, uh, can just. Forget MLS and stop listening to possible promises or promises mm-hmm. they're giving their their fan base about MLS, and and just move on and build with what you know you're going to have long term. You know, no more MLS. We can concentrate on USL and build it to the best possible thing it can be in USL. And that's another you know credit to Cincinnati has shown us what we can do in USL and be super um, successful doing it. I mean. They had all kinds of money to spend on players, partially because they had such good attendance. And so that's the cool thing Mm. about it is it's in our hands to a certain degree as fans, as a fan base, that if enough of us come, we're going to get better players and and we're going to become a bigger deal. And people are going to talk about us and we may make open cup runs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So um, USL has a lot of potential
4: right i yeah. think in the same boat with phil we both have the team who's kind of on the cusp of maybe being mls at some point if mls came i wouldn't say no get out of here i want to say usl sure but i actually really have grown to love this league over the last few years it's accessible all the games are easy to watch and get to the price point's good and the league people think you stronger have really right it's 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 one of those where where the league the league's improving very rapidly depart where it was even just five years ago this league is miles beyond that
1: it's both becoming a, a good haven for quality veteran players and you know this year we've seen so many quality 15 16 17 18 year olds playing who these people who do nothing but watch young players for the national team are just drooling over these guys playing in USL. That's awesome to see as well.
0: Yeah.
1: And they're playing sure. grown men at that age. And only USL is, is giving them that, that distinct opportunity mm-hmm. at this point.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: MLS is not really.
0: Yeah. Um, so guys, where we'll go from here. Um, I guess we'll run down the, uh, the open cup USL versus MLS matches. Um, see if we put anybody on uh, on upset alert and then, and then go from there, I, I suppose. Um, so running them down real quick, uh, Louisville play new England, which is a weird one. Um, DC United play North Carolina. Philly plays Richmond. Atlanta United plays Charleston, um, which is hilarious. Uh, Cincinnati plays Minnesota. Nashville plays Colorado. San Antonio plays Dallas. Uh, Los Angeles and Fresno and Sacramento and Seattle. Um, Hey, these are great because these are like first time matchups. I think for a lot of these teams,
1: I think if not all of them, has has San Antonio ever played Dallas?
0: I believe, but I I know like Philly and Richmond haven't really met a whole lot. I don't think DC and North Carolina play a whole lot. I really like Cincinnati playing Minnesota. That'll be a weird one. Um,
3: Louisville and New England. I don't think has
0: happened before.
3: Yeah, they said they decided the uh, Louisville and Nashville pairings just from quintos because they knew, regardless, those teams were going to get the short end of the stick, and they just mm. there wasn't a good geographic pairing mm. for any of them to go into.
2: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. They're also all big, big boy teams. They can afford to take a fight. Yeah, it's true. I mean, this when, once you get to this point in the U.S. Open Cup, like I don't like it being regional. Like once you start involving like. USL times you start involving these bigger USL clubs. Like you guys, the the teams can afford to add one more away trip if they need to.
3: I think the difficult ones will likely be for the, um, any of the three non-league teams that we still have left. I mean, out of the three ones, only one of them, Miami United are hosting a match. And by the way, that is like one of the most funniest situations because Orlando city chose specifically not to bid on a facility. (laughs) yeah, Miami United not only bid on facility, they had their facility approved and now they're hosting Orlando City.
1: Same with Minnesota, <laughs> decided not to bid on theirs. So that's why yeah. it's in Cincy.
0: And, you know, it's nice uh, partly because we get to see what Cincinnati will look well. Well, maybe get to see what Cincinnati will look like against a, an MLS team that I think a lot of people are going to compare them to for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then I, I just think like Louisville might stop new England cause their defense is overpaid and not great.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I, I do A few teams that can, I think Louisville is the two favorites to probably pull an upset because they you're the better teams. Yeah. But Sacramento, if they play well, could might be able to steal something Nashville, if their defense shows up and they actually get a goal. Yeah. I could see them getting by or at least forcing to, to penalties in a zero zero game. You, but I'd well, be happy if more than two MLS teams – or more than two USL teams won. That's yeah. a win. I agree. But, Go ahead, Kev.
2: With with Sacramento versus Seattle, given that Seattle's traveling away, I would not be shocked if they do and again, this might even happen with Portland as well, even though Portland's playing San Jose, where they're just going to like loan up, do that emergency four day or four hour or whatever signing of like the entire second team Mm -hmm. and then just play all of them in the U S open cup. Yeah. So it it very well could be Sacramento versus S two on the (laughs) field, even though it will be Seattle Sounders on paper. Yeah.
0: It'll be nice to see what those guys look like with the Jersey that actually has a crest filled out on it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. True. But I I just think (laughs) Sacramento is, is good enough. They'd be able to beat, Seattle, if Seattle brought their second team in, and given how their first team team's playing, they could very well beat the first team too. Yeah.
3: yeah, I think it's interesting with the current MLS standings. DC United are last in the Eastern Conference and Colorado are last in the Western Conference and they're both facing USL competition. And I do think Colorado should be on offset alert. Nashville is a good defensive side, like Pony said. But DC United may sneak in. There, North Carolina had a very strong ground against the uh, Lansdowne boys last round and they could recreate that against the dc in this next round that'll be at a maryland soccer complex where our, as everyone recalls from last year Christoph fc he led and for about you know, a large portion of the match and it took until about the final 10 minutes before dc really got going
1: <laughs> yeah i'm excited about this round especially
3: yeah
0: it'll be fun
1: I always say it's so great because at this round, you know, the rivalries are out the window and every USL, uh, anyone who has a USL team is rooting for the upset, 100%. I'm rooting for North Carolina, Richmond. I'm rooting for Cincy. I want the upset to happen. Even
2: San yeah, Jose, um, Kev.
1: Oh, go for it, sorry. Uh, even San Jose, Kev. What? Oh, sorry,
2: who is... uh? Who is Portland playing? They're playing San Jose. Never mind. Yeah, they're hosting San Jose on the sixth. I'm sorry. I was in, I was like sitting here fighting with Ryan on notes and like trying to get a, a, t- a little <laughs> blinky blink things we like type stuff and I was distracted. I'm just miss. happy that they're not playing Seattle, to be honest. It's, yeah. it's refresh. You don't want to see Clint Dempsey like
0: rip off her, uh, a referee's book and get suspended for like five games. and I don't think he'd be stupid enough to do that again. He'd be, listen, he's just a guy from Nagadoches. All right. Grew up in a small town, and is now just living, you know, the life that that he always dreamed of.
2: He catch a train going to yep. nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> anyway. Um, To give
3: thoughts into play, FC Golden State Force.
0: Uh, what is less than zero percent? That is a real number in math. Great. There's not one. Then whatever whatever that fake number is. <laughs> Negative. Negative I or whatever. <laughs> But imagine if he did, right? Like, wouldn't he would just score like 20 goals or something crazy?
1: I hope so. But he hasn't had a great game really since that first one, has he?
0: I mean, he slapped a dude. So that that was exciting.
1: It was very exciting.
0: Was he was like, just like, oh, he'd probably do that again. Like after they get some, some guy on that team would be like, yo, Zlatan, can I get your jersey? And he'd just like slap him.
1: <laughs> I know for like, damn sure if I was I'll defending Zlatan, I'd me. step on his shoes. Guaranteed. Ooh, probably. Guaranteed. Oh, easily. Guys, um
0: we're split on a couple games this week and I I just wanna I just wanna figure out what everyone's thinking. So let's do that. Um first one that I'm looking at. Uh what do we got here? Where where are we? Oh man.
1: Kevin's destroying yeah. us all.
0: Kevin really is destroying us. Oh yeah, let me let me do that first. Because we haven't told anybody how we're actually doing in a while for good reason. Spoiler: I'm not doing that great. That's why I haven't talked about it. <laughs> Currently, uh, after the 11th week of USL play, in which I won with 12 points, so we did not do great. Um, in the lead, Big Kev with 153 and a half points, followed by uh, Phil with 148, Pony in third with 147 and a half, myself. In fourth with 135 and a half. Ryan bringing up the rear, but he gets a break because he was in Scotland forever and probably made more money on the matches than we did. So uh, he's in last <laughs> with 129.
4: Catching I out. Like also, Kevin's trying to defend his title by copying my first five picks Yep, for this week.
1: That's, that's all you <laughs> have to do. The exact it's a copy
4: it's a good copy your first five picks and then just split from there. It'll be great.
1: Do we have an update on the, on the uh, game going on right now? We can see how we're doing right now.
0: Still nil-nil, right? Nil, nil? Yeah, nil-nil, about 40th minute.
1: That sounds uh. like a draw to me, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough.
0: Um, yeah, so let's see. Where are we split here? Um, I think I think an interesting one is is Indian Charleston, in a way. Um, in just that... Uh, like, India, I think, has really underperformed the last two weeks. Especially the game against Red Bull was not fun to watch if you're an Indy 11 fan. Um... So, guys, I mean, can they right the ship, especially at home, uh, against Charleston, or does does the battery have enough to take them out here?
1: I think both these teams have surprised me with how well they've done recently, or not in the last couple games, but before that, they both went on, on a couple-game streak of, of good play. And, you know, I, I just can't really pick one. I think most of us have draws, and I th- for me, that's why.
4: I think Charleston's better, but I have no problem seeing Indy at home grinding out a draw, which is what I have. Yeah, right. That Um, is a weird one for sure, though.
0: Yeah, it is. Um, Both teams that, uh, you know, I don't don't think we would have been crazy to say maybe like a weird 4-5 playoff game. Yeah. At the beginning of the year, and now it's not looking like that's going to be the case. Um, although the east is <laughs> packed right now so we'll we'll see um other one that's interesting pittsburgh and nashville can i um, can i tell yeah, you the illustration
1: for, for this I, yeah. I i went to see solo the other night and so i watched okay. last jedi my sister bought it and i was able to watch it and uh it, this game is exactly what happened between uh kylo ren and ray when the lightsabers in midair and between the them. guards uh, sorry
3: Oh, the after the Red Room battle.
1: Yeah, 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 right after the Red Room battle, where they're like trying to both grab the lightsaber in midair and it just explodes because neither one of them can get the uh, can overpower the other one with force mm. pulling. This mm. is that's what's gonna happen. There's gonna be so much defense in this game between Pittsburgh and Nashville <laughs> that someone at some point is gonna explode at center circle.
0: You, you mean like literally someone's going to spontaneously yeah. combust? Poof. <laughs> Bob's okay. going to be like, well, I need a new midfielder. <laughs> I'm glad it was my forward. Yeah. Didn't need him anyway.
1: <laughs>
4: yeah. That's I think if really... someone wins this, yeah, if someone wins this, I think it's Pittsburgh. But it seems like a 0 draw, draw is going to be what happens. <laughs> Maybe 1-0 if we get lucky.
3: Yeah. It'll be. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, these are two of the best defensive teams in here. Phil, I also echo your sentiment with the Red Room battle. I also <laughs> saw Solo earlier today.
1: Nice. Did you like it?
3: Yeah, I thought it was decent.
1: Should we do a tactical breakdown of solo? (laughs) See, (laughs) you should. And and what you should
0: do is you should definitely try to make it seem like you're going to do a tactical breakdown of hope solo.
1: (laughs) No. And then just talk about
0: Star Wars for like an hour and a half. I just just want to talk about trimming a
1: couple more seconds off that castle run. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like what? Um, The. Other
0: game that I'm really interested in. Nashville versus Pet no. Um uh, Los Dos versus Tulsa. Because I'm concerned that, that Los Angeles Galaxy 2 have forgotten what the concept of defending in a soccer game is. Oh my gosh.
2: And I'm very yes. worried about them. I'm worried it's about insane. Them. Yeah. But but Tulsa doesn't. Did Tulsa all of a sudden figure out how to score goals? It's I mean. LA. Well, no, I know. I mean, even the most incompetent striker can score against them. You, you could literally just like you could probably shoot. Yeah, you can out
0: there and
2: bag a couple. <laughs> Man, I, <will> <laughs> I thought you
0: I did for the Timbers in stoppage
2: time. I swore I saw you out there. I was like, "That's him." <laughs> <laughs> hey, whatever. I'll, like, I'll attack. I'll tag it and goal. Make it seven. Make, you know, right. Whatever. Yeah. What you gonna do?
3: And I will I say. The Roughnecks have, have scored in the past seven USL League matches. However, in the past six, they've only scored one goal.
1: Well, and they keep or, drawing too. one
3: goal per match.
1: They keep drawing, right?
3: Yeah,
1: yeah, it's yeah been so.
3: And then, in fact, in that past seven, there was only one loss, and that was a one-five defeat hosting a Phoenix on May twelfth.
2: Well, I think LA is gonna gonna win this. Um, if they if they use wow, if goals. they do the the one one nine formation or the, the one eight formation that they like to do, yep. um, they'll probably get a lot of goals. But if Tulsa is averaging one goal a game these most recent games, that means they could probably score two or three against LA or seven. <laughs>
4: yeah, and over yeah. over the last five games, LA has scored twenty goals and allowed seventeen, That's
2: and only gotten seven points out of fifteen on offer. Right. Yep.
3: So. Oh. It's, uh, it's, it's chaos. such a weird team. Yeah. Currently In the entire league, they give up the third most goals on average. Yet they're the ho- second highest scoring team in the Western Conference. It's, it's like per, per average.
1: Yeah, I mean, they got really exciting attacking players, and it, and it makes you wonder, do they have defensive responsibilities at all? You know, and, and are they, would they be that good if they were, if, or how many USL players would be that good if they had no defensive responsibilities? Mm. It's, it's starting to make me question these 15, 16, 17 year olds they have that are were like scoring bangers. They look so good. It's starting to make me question how good they actually are. Um, can you
0: teach them though to be a little more defensively responsible now that they know that that punishes them really hard? Because I feel like sometimes academy soccer turns into shootouts all the time. Hmm. And I feel like now that they have a little USL experience, and can see how that works or how that kind of mindset works, where you just go and counterattack for 60 minutes or whatever, you know, now that they're in USL and they can see, well, maybe I should make that tackle or maybe I should put some pressure on that center back. Then they'll pick that up a little bit or I I don't know.
1: Eh. I don't know either. I know they. I know they wouldn't be scoring this many goals if they played for St. Louis because they they would have too many. Or like Pittsburgh is a better way to say that because it's more obvious.
0: Yeah. Um, Trying to think, any other games in there? Colorado Springs will be interesting. I think they're on the upturn. I think Vegas is a good test for them. We all have them winning
2: except for Kev. Kev didn't enter his pick yet. Uh, I'm just at this point. I'm just trying to decide like what who's gonna what the results gonna be i mean the scores are hard to pick but yeah no that's true we're usually wrong on
1: those colorado players.
3: springs did beat vegas 1-0 on may 11th when they last played
1: uh also colorado springs is on the uptick a little bit but uh, las vegas is becoming what pony has always thought they would be
4: a stanley yeah. cup foot
1: oh,
0: yeah. oh thank you oh. <laughs>
4: Wrong. Yeah. And, and I know you're joking. i really said Nashville Penn is an interesting game. I, actually, I think that one actually can be interesting because Penn is this really underrated defensive team. Mm-hmm. It's true. They it's still true. allow less than one goal per game and have allowed one multi-goal game all season.
0: I did not do this a whole lot when he was in Bethlehem, but I will give Ken Tribbett some credit. He's turning into a very good USL center back. Yeah. He just, you know, not great passing out of the back, which that's fine. He doesn't really have to.
1: No, he doesn't. I mean, so. props to them because it's, it looks like they probably planned this all along and they built a team to do this and it's working very nice. Everyone nicely. activated
0: their trap card, Phil. <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> You're like, never again, please. Thank you.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's really not a hard out except for Toronto in the east um, or the west, really. So, you know. We say interesting games, but honestly, like, I I wouldn't be like, oh, don't watch that this week for any of these, really. I think North Carolina Bethlehem will be interesting. I think Ottawa and Charlotte has a chance to be interesting.
1: Well, tell me about Bethlehem because I've had a lot of faith in them this week or this year uh, because they did so well at the end of of last year and they looked so good against St. Louis last year, but um, they've either been underperforming or maybe they haven't had consistent lineups. How do you feel about Mm. them? Uh, Uh,.
0: I think we're playing down the teams that we should be beating. Um, I think we got into a little bit of a a more physical game against Ottawa than we would have wanted or, or, you know, that's how Ottawa likes to get their points. And I honestly, I think Ottawa is really, um, turning a corner, um, Mm -hmm. and and becoming a, a pretty solid side. Definitely with, with some guys that are, that are, you know, maybe coming into more of a, of a mid season form that they didn't have earlier on in the season. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I think Bethlehem has played well against teams that they should be finishing around in the standings. Um, and I, I think North Carolina falls in that category. So we'll see. I don't think there's enough between the two to really figure out a winner. Um, and, and honestly, um, I'm happy with with a point on the road there. So I think that's what we'll get. But, um, you know, James Chambers is back now. Omar Holness is coming back in June, I think. It was the last thing I heard. So um you know once he gets going that's basically like making a mid-season signing yeah. um just cuz he's been out almost came back and then got hurt again so um it'll be really interesting to see what Bethlehem does once they have everybody kind of you know once they have a clean bill of health for the first time this season um so i i mean i think they're still comfortably in the playoffs but i, I yeah i agree i don't think they're playing as well as they could especially especially in the attacking
1: third Uh, OKC okay, so got a, one, a win, and I think we talked about that last week. Did they get yep. a second win? I feel like Veleski scored between the last time. He we did. It. OK. I
4: think they drew. Drew, OK. He's Tulsa at the drawmasters.
1: Yeah. Mm. I requested some Valeski talk from uh, off pitch, so hopefully I'll get to hear a little bit more about that. You mean what Tulsa, did? the etch-a-sketch of, of USL?
4: <gasps> I see. <laughs> Tulsa's drawn seven of the last eight games. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's, there's points. It's points,
2: right? There is points. Yeah. There is points.
1: Could be like, I mean, like I've said about Fres- Fresno. If they catch catch fire at the end of the season, those draws could be useful. Just gotta hang yep. in there.
2: They might be, but we'll see.
1: Maybe,
0: guys. Anything else we want to talk about before we uh, we get out of here a little early this week? But I'm right with that.
2: T- uh, Timbers two. Yeah. Yeah, hey, you guys are like actually good. Second place? Yeah. What's up? I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah,
0: I actually I did I did want to talk to you about that because I know your pain kind of as a as a fellow well not to your extent, but I know your pain as a fellow MLS2 beat writer and guy that follows the team closely. Isn't it great to like win? <laughs> like, it is really cool. And, like, everyone's a little happier, and, and you know, the club's a little happier, and the players aren't as pissed off to see you.
2: It's good, it's really good. <laughs> the coach isn't upset with me for, yeah, 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 for yeah, actually telling it how it is, yeah, for like asking him a question, yeah. No, it Irish is really nice, yeah. yeah. The, the nice thing is, I think, with T, I mean, maybe I don't know, nice, but uh, the interesting thing with T2 nice. doing very well this season mm-hmm. is that it's all of a sudden, people are interested. Like, hey, yes, this this this, this second team we've got is doing very well. And uh, who's who's the only per- like who do I go to to find out more information? Well, there's only one person in town right now. No, buddy, let me so, talk to you about that when I'm done tonight. Uh, yeah, <laughs> people hit me up left and right, and it's like, yeah, I got. All- I mean, I literally have every stat I've kept track of since they first started in 2015. Of you know, keep track of all that thing stuff and all the in vet- all that. Personal time I've invested in it over four seasons. Mm-hmm. It's, it's nice. It's actually it's finally working out in one okay. season so far. So far, it's still it's still a long season. So let's get ready for that. That the break,
0: domestic double, baby. Timbers winning the MLS Cup and Timbers two taking home the USL Cup.
2: Well, that would be interesting, but I somehow I, I, I don't know. I can't see that happening. But hey,
3: I'd be cool if it does. Probably a pair of MLS two sides it's off the Western Conference.
0: <laughs> And y'all say we're damaging the league. (laughs) Trophies. Are we damaging it because we're at the top? I don't know. Well, no. I mean, it's just,
2: oh, the quality of play is lower. And it's like, how you doing? (laughs) You know? I think, like we've said before, there are some teams that take it seriously and some teams that don't. Yeah. In the past three seasons, the Timbers. Vancouver Whitecaps, too, right now. Really slacking.
0: (laughs) FC Montreal. (laughs) Not doing so hot.
2: Nailed it. (laughs) Orlando City B. I don't know. How are they? Exactly. Well, there's teams that just don't take it seriously, and the teams go away. Yeah. Teams, that Rochester. do sit around towards the bottom, and then there's teams that do take it seriously, and the two teams will do well. Yeah.
3: New York Red so. Bull two years ago.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Well, still New York Red Bull two. Right now, they're what? currently sixth in the Eastern Conference as the highest ranked MLS two side.
1: It's true. It's mm. true. Yeah, and no, it's it's Toronto. I <laughs> I Can't
0: do it. I can't even say that with a straight face. <laughs> <laughs> Poor though. Anyway. They'll be okay. I'm an idiot for picking them so hard. I'm just going to say it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, I, that 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 interview you did what gave me so much faith. It was, great, so, it was faith. so good. Yeah, it really was good. And, and it was, I was a like, fun oh, conversation. The coach is French,
0: that means everything. It'll be Hog, <laughs> but the coach. <laughs>
1: I mean, maybe give it more
0: time, but who knows? We don't really know like what they're seeing in terms of player development. Right. So like, maybe that's going really well. It probably is. Who knows?
2: And, and if anybody out there is a Toronto FC two fan that listens to the show, I, I know how you feel. I was in the exact same. I mean, they were too kind of last season, but T2 was in the same spot last season. So I know how it is. (laughs) Things James were we're with you in
0: spirit, my friend.
2: (laughs) We are. <laughs> we
0: don't really feel bad, though, because you get to watch Toronto FC. like the fir- Well, this year's not been great either. But, like, hey, you guys <laughs> were in the the Cup Champions League final. You won that big trophy with the swooshy bits to turn in the handles. It's good. It's good. <laughs> the
2: trophy with the swooshy
0: bits. Yeah, that's what... Anyway, <laughs> it's the first yeah. thing I think of. I'm like, oh, that's like a star thing, but it's handled. I don't know. No one drop oh, I, it, please.
2: I like it. It's a cool-looking trophy.
0: It is good. I, I enjoy it. Um... Guys, let's uh, let's get out of here. Uh, Phil, where can people direct all of their anger towards you on Twitter?
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, Phil Grooms, 2Ls, two 2Os two mm. on Twitter mm-hmm. or STL Soccer Report.
0: Um,
1: Pony, where can people find
0: you for riveting season three My Little Pony Friendship is Magic talk, as well as <laughs> some occasional soccer opinions?
4: Of course, I'd always be on Twitter at Iron Pony Chef, and I'd like to announce I'm taking applications for the Cincinnati leaving the team that I could call third or fourth best in their conference, and they immediately oh. accused accuse me of hating them and having massive bias against them. So uh. that spot's free now. So hit me up.
0: <laughs> totally two things.
4: Um,
0: one, is there an actual
4: form? Um. No, just get mad at me for no apparent reason.
0: Okay, great. I'll do that. Um. And then two, hey, why don't you tell people why we're switching dates instead of Wednesdays? We'll upload on Tuesdays now.
4: Oh, yeah. I'm finally getting back to playing real life over the board chess, and that's Tuesdays here. So I kind of ruined our whole schedule. Yeah. So guys,
0: if you want to tell Pony how much of a nerd he is...
4: I've been told that my whole life.
0: A, it won't affect him, and B, you're right. Um... And then he'll just tell you he doesn't think your team's that great. And it'll be this really weird Twitter war um, where both of you are correct, but also not validating each other. It'll be good. It's like a bad relationship. Life. Yeah. Um, anyway, Ryan, um, what airport is closest to you geographically? And then where can people find you on Twitter?
3: Well, it's probably the closest geographic airport. And you can find me on Twitter at ILM underscore Ryan. Yeah.
0: I thought you were going to have an actual answer that was not that. I was going to be like, wow, this is my life. Guys, you can find the show, if you'd like, at the USL show on the Twitter. Um, you can find me, for whatever reason you want to hear more of me or, or interact with me or tell me that I have terrible opinions or that none of my jokes are funny, which I hear that all the time. It's fine. I make myself laugh. It's okay. At ValellaViz and Victor, I-L-L-E-L-L-A-B-S-F-C on the Twitters. Uh, what else? shout out to uh to my good friend dk over at soccer loco check those guys out they are uh at our website usl there's a little box there if you're playing soccer or anything like that or you want that hot nigeria world cup kit go get it those guys uh as well as check us out on patreon usl show patreon check it out we need to give people bonus episodes gentlemen we should figure Ooh, out a date to do that we do need to do that been meaning to do it it's never happened so we got to get on that um yeah Take care of yourselves and we'll, we'll we'll talk to you guys next week on, on Monday, on, it'll be, well, it's Tuesday, on Tuesday, we'll see you Tuesday, take care.